0: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select Campus miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears.
1: Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you, or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
2: The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from the Washington Post gives you what matters.
1: Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hello. Happy Wednesday, as yeah. let today be the day after the Great Clippers collapse, the day that the Big Ten is going to play football and probably the Pac-12. A very big, momentous Wednesday here in the world of sports, and so momentous for me, Mike Harmon, because I just had my first real experience with the Karen. I just had my first really? personal interact experience where I observed a Karen. I'm like, oh, okay. I, you know, cause obviously you see all the videos online and everything going on and people insane for different things. I go up to the liquor store, because you know, tonight I'm in studio and we're doing our podcast after, so usually I come in. So I come in here and I see everybody. I'm I'm gonna go up to the liquor store and get some drinks. And it's mm-hmm. always soda, okay? Just say so it's always soda.
4: And even if it isn't. I don't judge. So
1: I go up there and I'm in line and everybody is like six feet behind one other person. And a woman is is getting ready to pay. And somebody comes in and, and wants to get stuff off the off the side of, of the uh, cash register. And and they kind of jump in line a little bit. The woman goes, "You need to move out of here. You need to move away." And we're like, "Whoa, whoa, what's going on?" Now I don't want this woman cutting in line in front of me, but whoa, maybe she's just grabbing something. And right away, and you need to have your mask on, and you need to just walk away from me, and you need to not walk in here and grab things around. I'm like, oh my goodness. This just All this woman did was walk up. All you do is move two feet to the side. Okay, hey, you know, maybe you violated my personal space a little bit, but it was crazy. And then the other woman starts screaming back at her and the profanity starts flying out the door. And we're going, oh my God, the guy in front of me just dropped his stuff and walked out. So I'm gone, I'm gone. And he just... He just walked out and left. No video though? Come no, on, man. Uh, my hands were full. I had a, I had a lot of drinks and I had a thing of ice cream. So I I, I didn't have I enough gonna room say, to, you to didn't grab go my there
4: just for drinks No, to I
1: didn't know. I mean I had look I have I have you know two bottles of soda and an ice cream I, I can't really just put the ice cream down and grab the and grab my camera and take and it And you're was, out of
4: the house so you know yes, yeah. Pam doesn't necessarily know what you're ingesting yeah.
1: so that was uh, I was like wow this is wow okay wow okay it was I, I was like all right now I and now I've seen it for myself but yeah no no video I wish I had video because the profanity was just off the charts I mean it was it was words that I haven't heard in years just like oh my god people still use that Wow. Okay, you it mean was like Midwest and East Coast terms. Yeah, like it was creative. Whoa. Like I was like, whoa! And, and and use it. Anytime you can use profanity as as an adjective for another piece of profanity, that's pretty good. And well, that's, I mean, and that's saying, what I got there, to see.
4: There's a there's a couple of them. That yeah. When you hear them, you know they're from Chicago, New York.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. When you sure can, as
4: hell not from here.
1: When you can take an adjective and use it to describe a curse word, which is usually a verb. And that's, that's, that's special kind of English right there. That was really special. And then I thought, okay, I hope nothing happens. And the woman went out and the other woman left. And I'm like, okay, all right, everything is cool. I, I walked out and I peeked out the door going, is it safe? Can I get out? Can I leave? Am I okay? Am I okay? And I walked right down and said, okay, all right, I'm good. But it was just right away. It was like, whoa, it was crazy.
4: Well, that's just it. It escalates quickly. Mm. I, 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 look, I've been the the victim of the I'm just walking my dog out in the open air with nobody around me, (laughs) and I've had people (laughs) stop and stop and start screaming at me. So, I mean, the the intensity is off the charts. I I ran into – someone as they were heading home here today it's like hi you doing all right it's like well you know another one of those long uh covid days i go yeah because yeah. well but you get to relax and put the feet up now yeah, sure. Like, oh it's a two glass kind of wine <laughs> of wine kind of night i'm like okay yeah. uh we'll we'll commiserate over what the hell happened in your day <laughs> that, that you're going for that second one but yeah
1: the best part Crazy. about this thing was when i finished and the guy behind the counter who i've like look we've been going in that store for how oh, many yeah. years now but I'm, I am wearing my mask, and he's wearing a mask, so I'm like, okay. Yeah. But he, he just, everybody starts kind of laughing nervously going, okay. And I go, hey, that's your fault. You know me, completely being a jerk and kidding around. I like, go, "That's your fault." He goes, "Whoa, that was my fault!" And I go, "Whoa, no, 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 no! I'm just kidding. I was kidding. I are bad kidding. Six months. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But right away, when I said that's your fault, like, like he thought something was going to happen. Like, I'm going to report you to the like police it was now. Really your fault. Yeah, this is your fault. Wow, Whoa, you're really it's, my fault. Him. <laughs> it's my fault. I was like, no, 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 no. It's all no. I was. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. You know me. You know me. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to leave now. I'm just going to leave. So that was it. So you know, once in a while, we get something that happens right before the show, usually involving the liquor store. Yeah, and uh, you know, that that winds up being a big thing for the night. Who knew?
4: Well, there you go. We'll see how, if any more details uh, evolve as the night goes on. I mean, Mm. that liquor store sometimes gets hopping. Yes, it
1: is. Uh, now, big news in college football today. Obviously, the Big Ten has agreed to begin playing their season. They're going to begin at the end of October, and it's likely the Pac-12 will follow uh, because Larry Scott, in, you know, in the in which way is the wind blowing Larry Scott today, commissioner of the Pac-12, said, oh, yeah, no, 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 we we can look into it. We can look into it now and play, so you know they're going to wind up playing. But clearly today, I mean, it's it's crazy that across the country, it has been the day after the clippers collapsed. Everywhere, as big as football has been has been, the clippers collapse. The power of this story knows no bounds. You know, it, it's, it's like Ray in, in Force Awakens when Kylo Ren says, every step she takes, she gets stronger. It's like every minute that went by, the vitriol and the hatred and the Clippers collapse just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And, oh, by the way, congratulations to all the shows who almost verbatim used stuff we said last night uh, today. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Next time, just mention our names. But I was surprised at the power of this story and how big it is. And, and you realize just how big a collapse this was for a team that you know, look, yes, the season started. We all thought the Clippers were going to win. We went away for COVID-19. We came back with the Clippers were going to win. And to lose and collapse this way, I mean, this is a story that's usually reserved for when a team like the Lakers collapses. Even when the Bucks lost, it wasn't this big. It was, whoa, oh, look at Giannis, but it was my heat who did it. But, but the, just to show you, okay, the one big... Silver lining for the Clippers is you've arrived because whenever you can dominate a news cycle the way, even losing that badly and blowing something that bad, hey, you have arrived as a next level, one of the teams that carries the mail in the NBA for everybody, and, and is, is, it's an awesome time except for the fact that they lost. But outside of that, now, hey, the Clippers, you're officially 100% big time. Congratulations.
4: Well, I mean, you talk about it being here in Los Angeles. It was finally going to be the battle. Right, and imagine Staples Center with Clipper Darrell against, I got to think Jack Nicholson comes back to the games for that one. I mean, and and we we get left at the altar, uh, as it were, for the NBA crowd, right? The fact that Kawhi and Paul George had teamed up and come to L.A. as LeBron James and Anthony Davis are getting ready to start their run. Yeah, it, it just, there's four of your top, what, 15, 20, I don't know where you put Paul George now. Uh, top 15, top 20 players. Let's just say that. And and so the expectations are huge coming into the season. And it built. And the history of Kawhi, something we really just tore apart yesterday, again, that was then used today. I mean, hi to all producers out there. Thanks for staying up late uh, across the country. We do appreciate you. But the, the idea that Kawhi had taken this next step, right? Kevin Durant's hurt. LeBron is always going to have people looking to take the, the slights on him. But here they are, ready to roll uh, and, and go into the, the Western Conference Finals. But for Kawhi Leonard, this was a, going to be and it had become all the steps towards a coronation, right? In, in terms of where he is, not only in the current NBA hierarchy, but all time. So, yeah, it it breaks through Absolutely everything else that transpired. I mean bam out of bio, we joked about it at the end of, of the show. That seemed like a lifetime ago. I mean, yeah. Over a four hour show, that mm-hmm. seemed like a distant memory. And that happened right as we were getting on air. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. You know, just a few minutes before. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where I, I think the the stars all aligned and were waiting and, and look, how many people already had those first matchup columns written of what it was going to be like for game one of this series, and, and now they're mad because they had to go back and rewrite all of it with the Denver guys. Right. So <laughs> so there's a little bit of saltiness there. You saw all the luminaries out. Magic Johnson had his poison pen out. Like, he normally is positive about everything, right? And we talked about that, you know, a little bit of Magic Johnson Twitter game fodder for everybody out there. So, I mean, the, the fact that it, it really... Everybody just was waiting for a collapse, or so it seemed, in the NBA. They didn't like this team. They, <laughs> you look at the Blazers. We talked about them. Like, everybody was waiting for it to go bad, and as soon as it did, that—that uh, that is the story of the day. Yeah, the Big Ten coming back to action is fantastic. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. Um, good, clean American yeah. fun, as Pat Fitzgerald <laughs> likes to say, and I love to quote him wherever I can, my coach. But the reality is that is still – not even the biggest story. It's still Clipper fallout.
1: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith show with Mike Carman live from the Geico studios. Now, last night we covered a lot of reasons behind the Clipper collapse. We talked about Doc Rivers sticking with the same combinations, not adjusting, and, and clearly, uh, you know, Doc Rivers is going to wind up being the fall guy for this. We talked about Kawhi, we talked about Paul George, Lou Williams, but to put this in perspective now, we thought we were getting the Clippers-Lakers Western Conference Final. We, we thought we were getting it last summer. All right, we're just fast-forwarding to that point. Sure. Lakers-Clippers, Lakers-Clippers, right? Anthony Davis, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, we're getting that. We're not getting it. Why are the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals and the Clippers not? For all the things we talked about last night for the Clippers, just take this kind of look in the difference between the two teams, all right? The Lakers are playing with a much greater sense of urgency. They know they have problems. They know they're a flawed team. And what are they doing? On the fly, they are trying to fix it, right? We have faults. What can we do? We need the bench to step up. Kyle Kuzma, you got to step up. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, it's not Kuzma's night? You know what, Kuz? You're going to sit and KCP is going to play. Oh, KCP, not your night. You know what? You're not going to play a lot and Caruso's going to play. And when sometimes when you have that sense of urgency that you realize all right, we're not a perfect team you wind up getting past that because you know who you are. The Lakers have already known who that. We're, we're we're powered by LeBron and AD, and we need the other guys to step up. And when some of the guys don't, we have enough players that have the possibility of doing it that if not, okay, you know what, not your night, guess what? Instead of 28 minutes night, you're getting 12. Sit down. Somebody else is coming in and is going to play. And you see how they do that. They try different things. They use different combinations. Look at Rajon Rondo stepping up, playing desperate. Kyle Kuzma playing desperate. They do that Way better than the Clippers. Way better than the Clippers do. And you have LeBron, who is always someone that's going to hold his team responsible. Like I told you, he's the guy that talks like he's the real head coach in the post-game press conferences now. He he, he he talks like says things Frank Vogel should say. But LeBron is a guy you know is going to hold people accountable. He and Anthony Davis knew we got to get on the same page. No matter what, we got to work together and we got to figure it out. Did you see Kawhi do that with Paul George? Did that happen? No, you didn't see that. But you saw it with LeBron and AD and you saw overall that sense of urgency that comes that way with the Lakers and this is it's not the Lakers are a better team, because they're not, but clearly they have figured it out. They knew how they had to play, and that level of desperation, I see it in them. I did not see that at all with the Clippers. When you're up 15 a couple of times, you got to close it out. You tell me LeBron would have given away that lead? AD and LeBron would have given No way. That's never happening. I I, I saw much better maturity and a, a better sense of who they are from the Lakers, top to bottom, than I ever saw from the Clippers.
4: Well, but I, that also goes back to this you know, LeBron Kawhi thing that had been concocted over the course of the season. LeBron closes out, and he recognizes where he's at. Look, he's still an incredible physical specimen. The fact that he hasn't broken down. It's like we talk about quarterbacks taking a lot of hits uh, and watching their careers start to fall. I mean, this guy's still going at it, right? And I love that Clyde Drexler move. When he puts the head down, it's almost like he's bull-rushing the, the defensive line and trying to get through the B-gap, but you know, he's he's going to put him on the, his back, right? He's not going to shrink away. He's not going to score zero points in the fourth quarter, and he's not going to let any uh, locker room divisions become an issue on the court, right? They're going to fight through that. Like, even though he wanted to punch J.R. Smith, right? I mean, mm-hmm. oh <laughs> he's sure. still, still the guy that, you know, we need you. Figure this out, you know, that kind of thing. So... When, when we look at the, the Lakers squad for as many questions that we have, you know, when is Kuzma, is Kuzma ever going to become that reliable third guy and, and which of the secondary players are going to step up? You, you don't have a, a stretch where they just look like they've abdicated responsibility for what they're supposed to be doing. And sure as hell, their leader doesn't. Right. I mean, did you see any sense of urgency in that fourth quarter? No absolutely none. Like, they look like they were ready to go home. And maybe it goes back to the vote and all the jokes that the, the Blazers guards were making on Twitter as C.J. McCollum took his shots about the vote. But you don't, you don't see that. And we haven't seen that. We didn't see it from the Nuggets, right? They could have packed it up a week and a half ago and gone home. They kept playing. And, and likewise here, you know, with the, with the Lakers, I mean, that's your huge difference is you, you got a team that recognizes they've got only so long before this starts to be torn asunder, and with the Clippers, you get the Paul George quote that we had last night, which has been refuted by every player on that team. Uh, our sources, talking to players on the team, saying, "Well, he's the only one that had that attitude." I can tell you that. Yeah. So you know, you've got that division that you have to solve. Not to mention Doc Rivers or whatever else Steve Ballmer decides. But yeah, I'm 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 ready for the. For the finals. Let's go. That and we got the battle for Ohio tomorrow. That's it's right. a beautiful thing.
1: <laughs> Twitter at How about a fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith show with Mike Harbin. Those are the reasons why the Lakers are in the Western Conference Finals and we're talking about the demise of the Clippers. But at least, hey, Clippers, you're you're in that conversation. You're the most popular one of the most popular franchises. Congratulations. Welcome to the NBA. Uh, we'll have more on the NBA coming up in a bit. In fact, we'll pick our Western Conference Finals, although I think I know which way Harmon's leading his nuggets. Uh AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5700 AutoZone locations in-store or curbside. If you have a job that can wait until tomorrow, AutoZone offers free next day delivery on orders over 35 bucks. Just order by 10 p.m. At AutoZone, free next day delivery is available on over 100,000 parts. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Coming up next, we're going to have football. The Big Ten's going to play. Looks like the Pac-12 is going to play. How did it happen? Is it the right call? Keep it right here.
3: Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
5: The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write.
1: Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor.
5: And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu.
2: Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
6: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs)
1: Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Why do you think we're hearing this, Mike Harmon? Why do you think we're hearing this? Anniversaries? No. No, this is the most important Mets game of the year. If they lose, they're pretty much done. They're up by a run in the ninth, and Edwin Diaz
4: is in to close it out. Ride the lightning, baby. I'm riding the lightning. Oh wait, Let me put that game on now. Let me watch your misery live.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's ride the lightning with Edwin Diaz. He just struck out Bryce Harper, but allowed a two-out single, so this still could go either way. But that's where I'm at right now. Why not? Ride the lightning. 5-4 bottom, and the I am two outs, <laughs> one runner on. Uh, so if in the middle of the interview with our next guest you hear me just scream or walk away or say, Mike, you got to finish, you'll know something bad happened with the Mets. Just with don't us-
4: curse like you're in Houston. With us now on the hotline,
1: the proprietor, the inventor, the grand poobah, Of collegefootballnews.com, your one-stop shopping for college football. All the previews, all the reactions you need. Our most trusted college football insider, Pete Futek. Pete, what's happening, man?
2: Screaming and walking away from the interview with me—how is that any different than what you normally do? Hey, listen, I usually
1: stick it out to the end of every interview with you. I mean, sometimes when you pick against Syracuse, I walk away, but yeah, you know, I usually I, stay
2: away. Uh, Syracuse owes me. I'm picking them against the spread again this week. just, uh, just for spite. I know, just for I, pure spite.
1: Yeah, Schmidt missing that field goal, that 19-yarder at the end of the first uh, half was a really was a real killer like for DeVito, my. Picks. Air, Devito
2: air, Devito airmailing wide open receivers. It I know. Have been He missed so many
4: touchdown passes. I know. Anyway,
2: (laughs) these these crazy college kids, what are you going to do?
4: But at least they were on the field, Pete. Yeah. Uh, so hey, that's something. Hey,
1: obviously the big news today. We we see the Big Ten has agreed to return to play. They're going to start playing at the end of October. Likely the Pac-12 will follow after Commissioner Larry Scott threw it open. That hey, we can you know we can look into things and see what we do here. But let's deal with the Big Ten first. What's been your big reaction and takeaway uh, after the news today from the Big Ten?
2: Um. Yeah. Okay. Let's do my my first reaction is actually you know let's. For all the morality side of this and all the other parts of it, just for one day, okay, yay, good. Just Big ten football. Just you know, in a world of ick, let's just have a little happy day here for a day. So it's like, all right, let's good. They're gonna they figure this out. I because I've grown up my entire life on or around Big Ten people and on Big Ten campuses, I guess I just sort of trust that if they're saying they've got it. They've kind of got it, because one of the parts of this that I have kind of keep saying that nobody seems to want to buy is that originally, yeah, they really did worry about player safety. You know, they, it's, There's no real underlying thing here. They just didn't think they had it. So if at this point they say they've got it, I believe them that they've kind of got it and enough to at least say, hey, we can now make some money off of this thing
4: but in the other side there was the do you feel they got bullied into this that maybe no. they're still still rushing to it no i don't think
2: that i look there was i think the whole pressure side made it easier to do this but remember this is a billion dollar company it's it's not going to just bow to the i i always think in this whole process everyone's been kind of asking the wrong questions or taking the wrong attitude Like, oh, it's a PR disaster. Well, so, like, what are you gonna do? It's not like Ohio State fans are gonna leave and you know go root for Alabama all of a sudden. You know, people they're not gonna lose their fan base. So once it turns back on, you know, then everything's back. And look, it's all about you know think about the money aspect of this. They, a billion-dollar corporation is not going to say, hey, you know what? Let's lose $500 million this year in revenue. Okay, yeah, let's just, let's just do that. So I don't think they were bullied into this or pressured into this. I don't think any part of this had anything. But it did have some effect, I think, in making the optics of it easier. And whether it was wittingly or not, the fact that you are playing Syracuse football, that they are playing football, and there are COVID cases and there are postponed canceled games and there are ki- things that are happening. And yet it's still able to be football still able to happen. I think the optics look a little bit better now. Now, on the flip side of that, you mentioned the Pac-12 before. I kind of think there is an absence of pressure there that because the, the world's on fire and because of all the other issues with the states themselves, I think you just you need that push from whether like a USC fan base or an Oregon fan base, or you need some sort of a impetus to really make this thing go, that's been there from the start, from say you know Nebraska fans or Ryan Day or other parts of the Big Ten.
1: You know, the one thing that that stands out to me, Pete, right away is, is as as uh, Pete Futak, CollegeFootballNews dot com, uh, with us here on the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, is that I look at the Big Ten's decision to play. Okay, they're going to start at the end of October. They're going to be part of the bowl system. All these things. They're not building in bye weeks. They're not yeah. building in. You know, I mean, really, don't you? I mean, didn't we learn from baseball that when you can't? bubble and you have to worry about COVID because, look, obviously in the NBA and the NHL, you don't have to because everybody's in a bubble. Baseball is not, so what have you seen? You've seen games postponed. You've seen that happen. How does the Big Ten not say, all right, we're going to play these eight games, but we're going to build a couple of bye weeks. We're going to make sure that if something happens, we can finish out the season before. It's like they're going to try to jam all these games in, and all you need is a couple of games to be postponed, and suddenly, well, that could put everything at stake as far as who the champion is, moving on, all these things. I don't see how the Big 10 doesn't address that. That that's a real that was a big thing for me today.
2: I've been dogging the SEC for the, exactly that. How do you get 10 games in 11 weeks and you're putting Alabama Auburn at the second to last game? So if you can't do that, you're screwed for the biggest game in, SEC, in the SEC World. And I was praising the original Big 10 season because they had three or four different fail-safes in there, you know, in case you had to change things around. Michigan-Ohio State was being played early in the season to get that out of the way. So it was, they had it right the first time around. To be on the positive side of this, my thinking is now you're packing this all into two months. So, the idea of focusing on, I don't want to say do the right thing because you can certainly catch COVID just from, you know, going to get a sandwich or something. But I think just kind of focusing on making sure all the players and coaches are just locked in. It's easier to do that in a jam packed two month schedule as opposed to a four month schedule that okay, it's kind of too long, and it's a, you're trying to herd cats here a little bit. And the other part of this puzzle, too, that's kind of interesting is, all right, players, the Big Ten put it in there. If you test positive, you are out for three weeks, 21 days, hard stop. So, look, you want to play, don't go to that house party, dude. You, it's only two months. You know, go back to your dorm room or whatever you're doing, just stay away from other human beings. And now it's on the player to not have to, to not go out and do crazy things. And it's on the team itself. And again, I think it's, it's kind of hard because like if right now. Again, the end of the season seems so far away. Again, if you're talking a packed in two months and all the pressure there, it's game, 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 game. I think you're going to get into a rhythm where I'm, I'm actually sort of optimist, optimistic and thinks maybe they can have it. And then there's the actual part of this where I think it's the big 10 actually thinks, you know what, if we, they're serious. They think they got the tests here. And if that's true, then, okay, then there really isn't a problem then because you're testing guys, and if a guy tests positive, he's out, and everyone else tests positive, you're in, unless you have 5% of the team that tests positive, and then the whole team's off for seven days.
1: Well, that that's my that's my big uh, domino here, Pete, is that are we going to get true reports of COVID-19 tests? Because of I, all the sports, uh, I trust college
2: football the least. And you know what? It's so funny. I, I hate the cynical side of me with that, too. It's That was my other part of this where – you know, players, that whole like, list of demands you sent out a couple months ago? Yeah, this is about the time to sort of kick that in uh, because they don't have representation. You know, they don't have any, you don't have a players union. You don't have uh, a professional marketing firm or some lawyer firm that's uh, able to uh, work on their behalf. So you've got to sort of trust them. Look, I, I am sort of, I know I'm naive when it comes to this. But, man, if you're a college and you are hiding tests from the players and the rest of the Big Ten and you're hiding positive tests, that's, then that's it. That's a career ender. That's, you know, you're gone. I mean, so I'm going to assume that they're going to try to do the right thing only because if you don't, the, the repercussions are just going to be massive.
4: Pete Futek with us. College Football News is where you find his work, all the previews for the games being played and thoughts on the games to be played down the road and the political uh, and monetary and medical uh, parts of this story that all fold into one big, neat Wearing
2: a lot of hats this time of year, yeah. No,
4: that's it, buddy, uh, as you roll on. At Pete Futek is where you find him on Twitter. To that end, you know, we, we are here in southern california and we've watched the protocols and and the information and oft confusing information coming out of the governor's office uh how quickly do you think the pac-12 can get uh maybe governor newsom to waive uh some of those restrictions that have been in didn't already
2: say that didn't he come out and say that he was that the gathering side of this thing is not going to be a A part of this at this point that they can actually do that. It's the the difference also, by the way, between the the Pac-12 and the Big Ten is the Big Ten's a mess because you have you have two schools, Wisconsin and Michigan State, which already have two week lockdowns. You have Illinois, which has a a breakout. You have Ohio State canceling spring break and has a bunch of breakouts. Michigan kids are in their dorm rooms taking classes, whereas a lot of Pac-12 schools from you know, months ago said, yeah, we're not going to class. You know, USC, Stanford, we're going to do this whole thing remote. So they've kind of taken a different proactive attitude from the start with this, which is, I guess, good to keep everyone safe, but bad for the idea of getting college football cranked up quickly and efficiently.
4: Yeah, so his quote was, yeah, there's nothing stopping the Pac-12 from playing, except that you still do, you know, defer to jurisdiction in a lot of this.
2: Yep. so it's it, there. I think that would be. I think the Pac-12 is going to do this. And by the way, there's other schools. It's, it depends on how rich your conference are, is. Because the Mountain West is now uh, pushing for this too. They're because it's all about the tests. If you think you, if you believe in these tests, and the Pac-12 from the start said that they didn't, and the Big Ten didn't come out and say it, but they certainly didn't believe in the tests that they had. Well, now with the the advancements, they think they have safer, reliable, faster, cheaper—the whole thing. And if those actually work, that is the game changer that, look, however they got to this point, it's been a mess. But it might have actually they kind of might have fallen up into this where they might have the right idea. They've gotten this far and now they're going to play. But after all the hoo-ha, basically we're getting a a normal Big Ten regular season just jam-packed into eight weeks.
1: You can follow him on Twitter, at Pete Futek. That is at Pete Futek. Check him out, collegefootballnews.com. You're one-stop shopping for college football. All the previews, all the breakdown, everything you need. And it's all written by Pete. Pete, as always, buddy, appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk to you soon.
2: you, guys, have a good one. See ya, buddy. All right.
1: great stuff there from Pete Futek. Look. Quite honestly, and I've said this a few times before, I do. I trust college football the least out of all the sports because it's not the players that have the voice. It is bigger business in which it has been pushed politically on all different ends for for teams that are playing, teams are not playing, and when you hear players say, "Hey, I was told by my coach, uh, don't report this positive test," whoa, 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 whoa! It's that's one of those things where I go, oh, "Are they really going to do the right thing? Is this? Are they really going to do that?" That's always been my biggest question about college football. Because everything else, all the other, all the pro sports, when you get look, it's all players are pros they have a players union you know they, they they have big voices the superstars stir the the drink everywhere you go in in the NFL and the NBA and Major League Baseball and as you see college football players you had Trevor Lawrence tweet some stuff out and talk about how we should do some things and get together but really the the voice of the college football player is not a big one so you know that if if any sport is going to get steamrolled into well we may not do things and cut some corners here college football is going to be the one
4: well, yeah, I mean, that, that goes back to the list of demands and all the different parts to this, right, where the players uh, at different points from Trevor Lawrence and, and some of the other stars have spoken out. Remember their, what, seven, eight-point plan for their their futures and what they wanted? Well, now is the time to raise your hand again, talking about health insurance and long-term health care, et cetera, that flow out of playing here like if you want to flex your muscle before you get back out on the field uh this is this is your time to do it and make sure that you're taken care of should this go awry i am sorry that seven plus years of hanging out with me has led you to become so cynical Uh, (laughs) you used to be so happy and starry-eyed get uh, bent you met me buddy (laughs) Now, now, now it's all over but you know, I, and I asked Pete about, about the Pac-12, and I, and I knew very well Gavin Newsom saying, hey, there's nothing to stop them from playing. He's like, no, 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 no. You have crushed <laughs> all of these cities, all of these counties, and left it with your mutant color-coded grid that you now added after you decided that the math didn't look right and nobody could understand the math that you were putting out in terms of, all right, we've got to be under this threshold, that threshold. Now you've got it color-coded like we're a bunch of five-year-olds in kindergarten, <laughs> and it still makes the damn sense because you change it every four or five days. So I think everybody's waiting. Okay, are we allowed to practice yet because you've restricted us from, from any type of gatherings, and I know he had a call with USC today. Perhaps that's the first step, but it, it still has so many other things that, that have to happen to make the Pac-12 because our guy Softy up in Seattle, man, after the Big Ten news, he was losing his mind, uh, especially after Newsom's <laughs> comments. So uh, still a long road. But you know what? Bit by bit, we're getting there. We're getting to our, uh, our spaces, and I'll be able to uh, get the fur- purple uh, pants and face paint ready to go.
3: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific.
1: Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Hello. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief works fast, and you won't stink. It's pharmacist-recommended. Odor-free pain relief for muscle pain, back aches, strains, sprains, even arthritis. There's no stinging or burning involved. It is simple pain relief. Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief works fast, and you won't stink. So, today, something happened. Usually, it happens around this time, middle of September. Maybe we have a couple of them by now, but... We now know the first team headed to the playoffs in Major League Baseball.
2: Foul to the right,
1: and underneath it is Muncie, and the Dodgers win it. So with that, the Dodgers have now clinched a playoff spot in the postseason. First team to do that.
0: Dodgers win it today by a score of 7-5. to
1: Charlie Steiner, AM570, LA Sports Dodger flagship here in LA with the call. So the Dodgers become the first team to clinch a playoff spot. They have a four-game lead over the Padres, but as far as playoffs go, even with eight teams coming in from the National League, <laughs> the Dodgers have clinched a playoff spot. Now, I'm going to tell you, Mike Harmon, the one thing I know for certain about baseball, you know how much I love baseball, and I'll tell you the one thing I know for certain about about this season, because okay. I don't know anything else. The Dodgers are the best team, and everything else, <laughs> I can't tell you. I can't tell you who the next best team is because it's only been 45 games. Are the Cubs really good? Maybe. Are the Reds better than they said? That? Maybe. Are the Braves really, really good, or are they just good? Maybe. Are the A's the best team? I can't tell you. I really can't. And I thought I'd be able to by now. You get a point where there's a couple of weeks left in the season. We're seeing trends evolve. No. Look at the Yankees. Okay? The Yankees can just as easily get their guys back, get healthy, and be in the World Series as they can lose the next couple of games, fall out of the playoff race, and that could happen. I mean, really, anything can happen. Anybody that tells you they really know how things are going to go, because normally we do know by now, hey, these are the best teams. This is the best team set up for a long October and X, Y, and Z. Can't say that now. I know the Dodgers are the best. I've I've watched them play, and, and I know clearly everything they have going on with their team, they have zero weaknesses. But all the other teams, they're all flawed to some extent. Are the Tampa Bay Rays really this good, or are they just, hey, they start. out hey, first 50 games are starting out okay. They'd come back to the pack. I can't tell you because this is not how baseball is broken down. 50 games doesn't tell you anything about a team. With so many teams right around 500, what can you say? There's only a handful of teams you can say, boy, they stink. They're done. The Red Sox stink. You know, they have 18 wins. They're done. The Rangers are bad. The Nationals are bad. The Pirates are bad. The Diamondbacks are bad. That's it. Everybody else is, well, they get hot. They can win a few games. Oh, they get hot. Well, they get hot. I can't get over it. That, that's why I can't wait for the playoffs because nobody knows anything. I know the Dodgers are the best team. That's all I know.
4: Well, but, I mean, that's been part of it when we've looked at the bubble, right, is uh, for the NBA is, well, you, you have a lot of variables here, maybe some chaos, and, and we've certainly seen some along the way. For Major League Baseball, expecting more of the same. We've got a like you said, I'm watching the Angels uh, right now. Bases loaded, already down 4-2. This could get ugly in a hurry. Uh, they're bad. They're bad, we know that. The Rangers, they're beating my White Sox right now, or at last check. Uh, they're a bad team. So we got a couple of teams we can at least throw out, but y- you've got the Baltimore Orioles still playing meaningful baseball. Now, their playoff chances are still at 1.7% at this point, but you know what? They're still mathematically alive which if we were playing 162 games and we were at this moment in September, there's no chance in hell they're anywhere near sniffing a playoff spot. So you know what? I like the chaos, even by White Sox, right? They beat a lot of of bad teams, but there's still hope because why? They mash. They mash and they can put up big runs, second best ERA in, in baseball. But what does it mean come the playoffs? No idea. But damn it, I can't wait to find out. Extra beer. Let's go.
1: It's, it Really, is. it's going to be an awesome playoff because anybody can win, and we'll be watching the Dodgers like we watch the Clippers in the playoffs in the NBA. So uh, that's kind of where it's going to go. Anybody else is just, hey, you can make it. Why not? Anybody can. I, really, anybody but those teams I mentioned. Anybody else can make it. That's going to be some kind of run. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Coming up next, two big stories out of basketball, and we pick the Lakers
6: Nuggets West Final, Fox. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
0: Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen and with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card right this way it's nice to try someone else's food for a change that's the powerful backing of American Express terms apply learn more at americanexpresscom slash with Amex
5: with every CBD product claiming to do something different it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm to front door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality